What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. We have got a bunch of shit to talk about today, so we're just gonna get right into it. First of all, why the fuck is the media making such a huge deal about a fucking dime bag of coke found in the White House? Like, who gives a fuck? Even if it had, like, Hunter Biden's name written across it and his fingerprints, nothing's gonna happen. They're just going to be like, oh, yeah, it must have been planted by Trump. So I'm just curious, like, why the fuck is this shit? There's like a press conference about a fucking dime bag of Coke. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why anyone gives a fuck what is found in the White House library or wherever they're saying it was. So who knows? What do you guys think? Why is the media fucking talking about this so much? Why is this stupid dime bag being blown way out of proportion? I don't know. Hit me up. Tell me what you think about this bullshit. All right. (laughs) Now that I got that off my chest, let's move the fuck on. So we are going to be talking about some censorship bullshit involving the White House. And I'm going to fucking call out Gavin Newsom probably for the 6,453rd time on this podcast. But the stupid little bitch needs it. And then we got some other side rants that we are going to have to get through. So sit back and get ready for this. Before we get into all of that, I'm going to tell you about the CDC altering death certificates to remove COVID vaccine as the cause of death. No fucking shit, you guys. So this is all going down in Minnesota, and all of this was brought to light by an anonymous tipster. The Brownstone Institute did a story detailing exactly in painful fucking detail down to like straight up the code because when you die, the CDC has an algorithm that assigns your death a code and the code just signifies what your cause of death is, was, whatever. And it's very fucking detailed. They have listed on there like death from falling over on ice skates, shit like that. But this person that basically blew the lid off does want to remain anonymous because we all know what happens to whistleblowers. But basically, this person was able to get their hands on a set of Minnesota death certificates from 2015 to now. And side note, I know none of this is surprising and or shocking, but we still have to talk about it. I still want to tell all you motherfuckers about it because you're not going to read about this in the fucking newspaper. You're not going to hear about this on the nightly news. So let's get into the details of what exactly went down. Let's get a little breakdown of how the whole death certificate situation happens. The local coroner will get the body, do an autopsy, and fill out a death certificate with the cause or causes of death. Then the CDC later applies an international classification of disease code. The International Classification of Disease, the ICD has an alphanumeric code for literally everything from falling in ice skates, like I just said, dying on skis, roller skates, skateboards, and so on. When I was reading this Brownstone article, like they literally fucking break it down and they show you the different codes for different types of causes of death. So it's a very intricate and detailed system the CDC is using. And mostly, the CDC classifications of death are chosen by an algorithm. But in the cases I'm about to talk about, some motherfucker at the CDC literally went in and changed the cause of death from COVID vaccine to a different cause. Because there is a 
specific classification when somebody dies of the Kabobo vaccine. The specific cause of death by vaccine code is T88.1 or Y5 9.0. One is for the flu vaccine reaction and the other is for the Kabobo shot. What this person found out, the one that kind of blew the lid off all of this shit, was the CDC removed or refused to add the T881 or Y59 IDC codes from the Minnesota death certificates that indicated someone died from complications involving the Kabobo shot. According to Aaron Hertzberg, who was the author of the Brownstone Institute article I was just talking about, so this guy went hardcore and down the rabbit hole. What Hertzberg concludes is, quote, in almost every death certificate that identifies a COVID vaccine as a cause of death, the CDC committed data fraud by not assigning the ICD-10 code for vaccine side effects to the causes of death listed on the death certificate. According to Hertzberg's reports, there are nine altered death certificates. So it's not like it's fucking 80 billion people, you know, 10,000 people. Because let's be real, immediate death after any type of vaccine is pretty fucking rare. And for the CDC to go in and just change it on these nine, in my opinion, means there's fucking more that just have not been found yet. It really does have to make you wonder if these nine changes have been caught in Minnesota, what other states are doing this? What other fucking lies are the CDC pushing and what information are they still trying to cover up? three years into the fucking Kabobo nightmare psyop. I don't know. I'm hoping there'll be other honest whistleblowers that send in proof of other death certificates being fucked around with, with these tyrants at the CDC, but who knows? Only time will tell. And even if this information is found and, you know, say somebody says, Hey, check out fucking North Dakota. We've got 10 people who died of the Kabobo vaccine, but the CDC has altered it. And now there's one where there is a little bit of fraud over here. I guarantee you there's a lot of fraud somewhere else as well with these twats. They're still trying to push the narrative that the Kabobo shots are safe and effective, which they are neither. And I don't see this bullshit stopping at any time. There was actually a YouTube video and it's a video of the Australian parliament and a politician is talking about how bad they fucked up on the Kabobo mandates, agenda, etc. And YouTube straight up banned it. So YouTube is still trying to toe the line for the fucking Biden administration, the global fuckwads and the World Economic Forum twats. I don't know. So many spots on the internet have been lost. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> where do we go after everything has been banned and fucking censored? I don't know, guys. I really don't fucking know. But speaking of censorship is bringing me to the next thing I need to talk about. So check this shit out, you guys. A federal judge has ordered the Biden administration to end government-directed and encouraged censorship on social media. Now, one of the fucking kind of cool things about this ruling from Judge Terry A. Dottie, this ruling was actually released on Independence Day, July 4th. And I don't think that was a fucking kawinky dink. The attorney generals of Missouri and Louisiana seem to be like the only motherfuckers trying to stop the Biden administration from throttling free speech. So a big fat up top to you motherfuckers over there. You are fighting the good fight 100%. 
I'm going to read you guys just a little bit of excerpts from the full ass ruling that was made. And one of the best parts is this quote, if the allegations made by plaintiffs are true, the present case arguably involves the most massive attack against freedom of speech in the United States history. The principal function of free speech under the United States system of government is to invite dispute. It may indeed best serve its high purpose when it induces a condition of unrest, creates dissatisfaction with conditions as they are, or even stirs people to anger. Freedom of speech and press is indispensable condition of nearly every other form of freedom. Not only was the Biden administration named in these documents, but surgeon generals are named as defendants. The CDC is named as defendants. So it seems to be, you know, they're trying to hit all their bases, but can we hit Fauci like in the face really hard? Just kidding. I would never, ever encourage violence to Fauci little troll boy. In this ruling, they actually do name Kabobo specifically. Check this part out. Quote, plaintiffs have shown that not only have the defendants shown willingness to coerce and or give significant encouragement to social media platforms to suppress free speech with regard to COVID-19 pandemic and national elections. They have also shown a willingness to do it with regard to other issues, such as gas prices, parody speech, calling the president a liar, climate change, gender, and abortion. I mean, yeah, they fucking pretty much covered a lot of it. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been censored for the last fucking three years on basically all of that shit. I'm pretty sure the Biden administration is not going to like this because the Biden administration has officially filed a notice of appeal in the Missouri versus Biden censorship case. They're already on it. They're like, fuck you guys. We want to censor free speech. Fuck that. We don't need free speech in America. You don't need guns. You can't say what you want. The Biden administration is definitely going to fight this ruling, but I don't know. I guess uh, it's it stands to be seen what will actually happen in the end. Uh, you know, if anything, who fucking knows? This shit's so fucked up. <laughs> the American justice system is a fucking joke. Who knows? But I'm going to be keeping my eye on this. I think it's important for freedom of speech, and I think it's important to limit these fucking tyrants that think they get to police what is true, what is false, free speech, all of that shit. It's been going on far too long. I'm ready for 1984 to be just a fucking book. And just like a little side note, if you guys don't remember all of the things that we talked about with the Twitter file drops, I'm just going to briefly remind you guys how far the Biden administration went to fucking censor, shutter, stop free speech. On January 23rd, 2021, the digital director for the COVID-19 response team contacted Twitter to remove an anti-vaccine tweet by Robert Kennedy Jr. Then February 6th, the ex-deputy assistant to the president, Rob Flaherty, urged Twitter to suspend a parody account associated with President Biden's granddaughter. Twitter acted swiftly, suspending the account in 45 fucking minutes, you guys. Then February 7th, Twitter suggested a faster method for flagging inappropriate content. The platform was reportedly overwhelmed with censorship requests from the White House, receiving inquiries from four different people within the administration in a single day. 
Then on February 8th, we move over to Facebook. And Facebook informed the White House staff of its new COVID-19 censorship policy. Flaherty immediately responded, questioning the specifics of how Facebook handles false claims and the criteria for account removal. On March 1st, Twitter assured the White House that it would increase censorship of misleading information. Following a meeting with Flaherty and Humphrey from the Human Health Service Department. That's just some of the greatest hits. That shit's been going on for, what, three years now? Where the fucking politicians, the Biden administration, just calls on their tech bros to get some shit off their platform that they don't like? I just don't understand how, like, every human in the United States doesn't see a problem with this. It's fucking mind-blowing that the United States has come to this being controlled by greedy, psychopathic politicians and fucking tech bros. Yeah, it's fucking next level, you guys. Never in my life did I think this is where we would be in the United States. Fucking bullshit. It's change of subject time. Okay, so now we got to talk about Daddy Newsom. And I call him Daddy Newsom because he thinks he's everyone's dad and he knows best and he's just another benevolent leader. Well, check this out. This is a tweet that this twat put out. It reads, quote, Hey, it's Gavin Newsom. If you believe it's time for a constitutional amendment on guns, I have some important news for you. California is taking action. The 28th Amendment will raise the minimum age to buy a firearm. Mandate universal background checks. Institute a reasonable waiting period for gun purchases and ban civilian purchase of assault weapons. Side note, what the fuck is an assault weapon? I've never seen a hard fucking black and white definition on that yet. Anyway, moving on. Getting this done will require a national movement. And that starts with making all of our voices heard. Signing my petition is a small and simple act but will send a powerful message about the size and strength of this effort. The 28th Amendment will negate the Second Amendment. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to disarm Americans, which is the ultimate goal of these globalist twats. We are the last armed people of any Western nation and probably beyond Western nations. And Americans usually have more guns than some other smaller countries' entire military force has. We are a force to be reckoned with. If shit does go all fucking bad and our government turns on the people and starts to violently try to take our guns away, I mean, it's gonna fucking suck. People are going to die. But, you know, <laughs> freedom isn't free. I know that's like a cliche to say that. But it fucking costs. It costs blood. It costs money. It costs time. But in the end, the fight would be worth it. Because as long as we are an armed population, we have a chance to stand up to these globalist twats that want us to own nothing and be happy. That want us to eat the bugs. That want to inject us with medical experiments made by criminal organizations, you guys. Look what they did to Australia. Australia and New Zealand, they went fucking hard on those people during the height of the fucking PSYOP Kabobo nonsense. They did some shit there that I just don't think would fly here because the Fed boys would kind of probably be scared to try to enforce some of the crazy shit that went down in Australia and New Zealand. 
And I don't know. I mean, if we don't stop these twats, no one else is going to. This is the last stop on the fucking freedom train, guys. There's nowhere else to run to. I mean, what do you want to live as a fucking slave or die fighting for what's right, human rights, for freedom? I don't even see it. <laughs> There's not even an option there for me. I'd rather fucking die than be a slave to the globalists. And I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of people feel this way. Maybe not a lot of people in California, specifically the Bay Area and LA, because it's filled with liberal twats from the entire country. But when you go to the rural spots in California, totally different type of people. And I think moving to the sticks was probably the best solution for me for what was going on in the Bay Area at the time. And I mean, fuck that shit. I was born there. It sucked. It hurt to move away from where I was born. But it's been completely captured by the globalists, by these fucking brainwashed morons. It was time to bounce, and it was a great decision. I love the sticks. I love the people here in the sticks and the mentality here in the sticks. But anyway, yeah, back to Daddy Newsom. Fuck that guy. I've done a few podcasts on him and his history. His family has ruled California for decades. He's a little rich boy, and... I would just like to remind everyone when this twat had businesses shut down, people not have any money because they couldn't work, him and his fucking medical cronies were at the French Laundry, which is a ridiculously expensive restaurant that was supposed to be closed at the time. And there's pictures of these stupid bitches sitting in a closed room. No one's wearing a mask and no one is social distancing. Absolute definition of rules for thee, but not for me. It's just kind of infuriating because these liberal twats have literally destroyed California. California used to be straight up promised land. You could go to the ocean. You could drive a couple hours out into the desert, a couple hours up into the mountains. We had it all. But with the policies these dumb shits have made over the last maybe two, three decades, California is fucking hurting. I'm sure you guys have seen these fucking tent cities in like L.A., San Francisco, Oakland, they're all fucking over, you guys. And I don't, I don't know. I think it's obviously, yes, it's a drug issue. It's a mental health issue. But come on, they're spending billions of dollars trying to solve this issue. And the only people being, that are being benefited right now are the twats that are getting the money because they're, you know, running the programs, trying to stop homelessness. Let's keep throwing money at it. Fuck that. You've had a decade and countless billions of dollars to solve this issue. And <laughs> the issue's gotten worse. The fucking homeless population has exploded. The rate of death for fentanyl and other drug overdoses is at its highest time, literally ever. But yeah, let's just keep throwing more money at it. And it's basically kind of just like paying at lip service. I don't think they want to solve the problem. There is a lot of money to be had in homelessness countermeasures which don't do shit, but make the whole thing worse. I don't know, these Californians and the transplants from the other states that came here and brought their stupid liberal bullshit, they better wake the fuck up or they will wake up in a FEMA camp or they will wake up not owning anything and then being miserable. These fucking people are brainwashed. Like, how do you unbrainwash like a massive amount of a population? I don't know, can somebody look into that and get back to me? Because I would really like to help these brainwashed tools. Anyway, moving along now. So yesterday, I got this strange alert on my phone, and I look at it, and it's a Twitter posting from Joe Rogan, which is strange because I don't follow Joe Rogan, and 
I do have a Twitter account, but it's not something I like I go post on. When I post up an episode, it automatically gets posted to my page there. So yeah, I don't really spend a lot of time there. But I see this post and I click the link. And the link brings you to a Reddit post. And the Reddit post is hell of long. It's like a fucking read. And the post is supposedly from a whistleblower that works at Battelle National Biodefense Lab. And just a little background on Battelle. Battelle National Biodefense Institute is supposedly the keeper of alien bodies. Going all the way back to 2002, Congress passed the Homeland Security Act in part to coordinate and advance homeland security research and development activities across the federal government. President Bush issued government-wide directives on biodefense research and development in April 2004. And that is what led to the creation of the National Biodefense Analysis and Countermeasure Center. In 2006, they started building a 160,000 square foot facility and the DHS selected Battelle National Biodefense Institute to manage and operate the facility and scientific programs as a federally funded research and development contractor. These motherfuckers operate all kinds of labs across the United States and probably world. They have a BSL-2 lab, and that's just basically different classifications of what type of disease, pathogens, virus, whatever they are researching. And apparently, this place goes all the way up to BSL-4 labs. They are a federally funded bio research laboratory. And the guy who is the whistleblower is saying that he worked there. Now, I originally read his post and I thought it was interesting as fuck. It's extremely technical and a lot of it goes over my punk ass little science degree. I know I thought it was cool, whatever. Didn't really think much of it. And then today I go there and the author of this post has been banned from Reddit, like straight up whole account deleted. It's fucking mind-blowing, but I will definitely leave a link. I'm not going to sit here and read the whole post because it is so technical. But let me just kind of give you the gist of what this whistleblower or supposed whistleblower is saying. The person starts off the post saying, From the late 2000s to the mid-2010s, I worked as a molecular biologist for a national security contractor in a program to study exobiospheric organisms, EBOs. I will share with you a lot of the information on the subject and feel free to ask questions or ask for clarification, which no one can do now because the account has been banned. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read you a little excerpt so you can fucking understand what I'm talking about when I say this person, their fucking science knowledge goes way past my own. And then I'm going to try to like break it down just like main takeaways of the post or what specifically this person is talking about. This paragraph I'm about to summarize is like maybe four or five paragraphs down, but it'll just give you an idea of like what we're dealing with here. This person says the laboratory is located in Fort Detrick, Maryland and in a building used for legitimate biomedical research. The clandestine operations are carried out in a restricted part of the basement out of sight of the regular workers. Contrary to what one might imagine, the biosafety level is not maximal for this type of research. 
Indeed, the lab containing the EBO samples or derived cell cultures, BSL-3, while the lab where assays are conducted are only a BSL-2. The BSL-3 area of the facility includes a freezer room and a cell culture lab, and it's only accessible through an antechamber from the BSL-2 section. He states the EBO carcasses are preserved in horizontal freezers at a temperature of negative 80 degrees Celsius. I mean, if you haven't figured out at this point, this guy's basically saying they're doing research and trying to map the genomes of alien tissue. So he starts talking about the different DNA sequence that they have found in the tissue. He states, the TPR are 134 BP sequences containing, as its name suggests, three palindromes. In genetics, a palindrome is a DNA sequence that, when read in the same direction, gives the same sequence on both DNA strands. They serve both as a flag and a binding site for proteins. The three palindromes in the TPR are distinct from one another and have been poetically named 5P, TPR, MP, and just like letters like that and shit. So he goes on and starts talking about the chromosomes and other interesting shit that they're finding in the DNA sequences. It gets extremely technical, but like I said, we're not going to do the whole fucking science speak that no one fucking understands. So basically this guy is saying he was in Fort Detrick, Maryland at a top secret lab and they are studying the genome and DNA, all that shit on extraterrestrial tissues. So let's break this whole post down. This poster says our biosphere and their biosphere share a common ancestry. Only four bodies were examined, none complete. They died due to major trauma. Labs in Fort Detrick, Maryland at the Patel National Biodefense Institute. Operations are carried out in the restricted part of the basement. What this poster finds particularly striking about the EBO's genome is the uniformity of their intergenic regions. The uniformity of these sequences is a major indication of the artificiality of these beings. The presence of TPR, which is tripalindronic region, cannot be explained by evolutionary pressure, but only by genetic engineering on a genomic scale. An individual could be genetically designed to have characteristics that give it an advantage in performing a given task, like soldier ants or worker ants in an anthill. What is disturbing is that some genes correspond directly nucleotide by nucleotide, with known human genes, or even some animal genes. He says they're morphologically very similar to gray aliens that are part of the modern folklore. Their height is about 150 centimeters. They have two arms, two legs, and a head. The gray skin that's often described like the gray aliens is in fact a biosynthetic film, which likely serves to protect the EBO from hostile environment. The brain is tetraspheric, composed of four major sections. Nodules on the central lobe. It is speculated that these nodules are essential to interact with their technology. Their hands and feet have four digits, including an opposable thumb on the medial side. At first glance, the feet consist of just two digits, but a necropsy soon determined that each toe was made using two fused digits. Their blood itself is also analogous to that of a human. However, the proportion of plasma is much higher. The color of the blood is brownish. The waste system now, guys. There are countless small pores on the surface of their skin. Ammonia is key. 
It is strongly believed that the EBOs can only consume food in liquid form. It is therefore speculated that the food consumed is a sort of broth rich in sugar and protein. Knowing that they are disposable, unable to live independently without technological support, and that they're ephemeral. The only suitable hypothesis is that they are alive, only to accomplish their task. EBOs believe that the soul is not an extension of the individual, but rather a fundamental characteristic of nature that expresses itself as a field, not unlike gravity. The poster states they have no knowledge of their potential influence on our evolution. The only genome has been sequenced, so we can't compare, but it is speculated that all are identical clones, probably generated from the same source. The hypothesis is that they were created to perform their task, be able to survive with only local resources. They must therefore be able to metabolize local organic resources. That kind of sums everything up, but I mean, if this, I don't know, I'm, <laughs> it's one hell of a hoax if this is just some fucking crazy person writing up some shit like sci-fi shit, not actual shit that they experienced. But I mean, what's with all the alien shit lately? Like every fucking time I turn around, they're talking about either aliens or the fucking spaceships or Project Bluebeam. And now suddenly there's a whistleblower that posts this long, intricate description of what they're testing at Fort Detrick. And I guarantee you, if they're actually testing this shit at Fort Detrick, they're doing it all over the world. So it's pretty interesting. And I kind of, you know, wouldn't really have thought about it again until I noticed that their account had been banned from Reddit. And what else is kind of interesting? Other media organizations, obviously small ones, covered this post, covered this Reddit post. And now those pages mostly have been deleted. Like they no longer have that article on their site. So when shit like that starts to happen, it definitely perks up my curiosity and makes me wonder what the fuck is really going on here. I don't know. Anything's fucking possible. Have you guys seen that viral video of this chick freaking out in an airplane, basically saying she was sitting next to a reptilian, like straight up freaking out. She wants to fuck off this plane and she's adamant she is not sitting next to this person any longer. Then like a day, two days later, a British boxer does the same fucking thing, but to the point where he literally tries to open the doors of this plane mid-flight. So these two videos have gone viral in the last, I don't know, three, four days or so. And I've seen the video, this broad, I she's probably drunk, but she 100% believes what she's saying. And then this passenger that supposedly was sitting behind them said that this uh, quote-unquote reptilian in the green hoodie actually turned around and winked at him, but the wink was actually going horizontal, not vertically. I don't know. There's some people saying that the uh, dude sitting behind this woman and the reptilian later said that he was just joking, but then later he says he had to say that so YouTube wouldn't delete his video. So I don't know what the fucking truth is. But what I do know is there is a lot of fucking alien talk lately, and it's even making it into the mainstream media. So I don't know what that's all about. Is this like the beginnings of Project Bluebeam? Is this just the beginnings of the government trying to get everyone used to the idea that we have fucking aliens running around here? I don't know, guys. What do you think? I just don't fucking know on that one. All right, guys, I'm going to tell you a little bit about another stop we are making on a road trip. It's basically what next Thursday I'm leaving. 
We are going to stop at Zion National Park on our way back from the Carlsbad Caverns. So let me tell you a little bit about Zion. It was established in 1919. It's 146,597 acres. Pioneering Mormons were like, I guess, the first white people to find this place. And they thought it was so fucking beautiful, just paradise on earth, that they named it Zion. The park's ecosystem support about 800 native plant species, including more flowers than anywhere else in Utah. 80% of the park is designated wilderness area. There is a spot called Zion Canyon. It takes a bit <laughs> of hiking off the normal path to get there, but I've seen these fucking pictures of the canyon and oh my God, you guys, it's some next level gorgeous shit. I cannot wait to get there, wake up hella early so I can hike around and not, you know, die of heat stroke um, and explore this place. It's literally fucking beautiful. And it, it almost reminds me, say, like you're in fucking Arizona where it looked like a fucking nuke went off, but you have all these like red rocks, but not tons of, you know, plant life. Well, Zion kind of reminds me that there's all these gorgeous red rocks, but there's like high altitude forests there. So there's lots of greenery and it's fucking amazing looking. I'll definitely try to get some pictures and maybe post that up to my Reddit sub or even my band as fuck Instagram page, which by the way, you guys check this shit out. So I was out of Instagram jail for a whole fucking like four days. And then I log on the other day and I get a message from Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. And it pops up and says, your content can't be shown to people who don't follow you. What this means, your account and content won't appear in places like Explorer Search, Suggested Users, Reels, and Feed Recommendations. And then it tells me what you can do. You can edit or remove content. And they have a bunch of my posts telling me to fucking edit or delete it. No, give fucked Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. I'm not editing shit. I'm not going to delete shit. And I'm going to keep posting what I want. I don't give a fuck if people that don't follow me can't see my shit. All that really matters is I can see my shit and my followers can see my shit. So yeah, it's just one more tool in their censorship game. All right, you guys, that's about it for this episode. But before I get out of here, I've got to say what's up to our top three downloading states. And they are the Golden State, California, New York, and Washington. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. If you have a rabbit hole for me to explore. Now, let's say what's up to our international peeps. We have the UK, Canada, Denmark, and Brazil. Wow, they see, they kicked fucking <laughs> Australia and Ireland out of the top four. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Come say what's up on my Reddit sub. It's r slash vanished in the valley. And maybe check there and my Instagram page at vanished Athena. For some pictures that I'm going to post of my road trip across the American Southwest. So I don't believe there's going to be an episode next week or the week after because my ass is going to be gone. So you'll just have to go and listen to reruns of Vanished in the Fucking Valley. But until next time, guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.